Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. Brought to you by Emirates. Taking you to tropical paradise with twice daily flights from Dublin to Dubai and beyond. Visit Emirates.com. John Davenport is back with me for another edition of Tuesday Travel. Fionn, where are we after this week? Um, Kieran, we're going to where you went most recently. In fact, it was I was like listening to you talk about going to New York. Oh yes, as a first timer, mm-hmm. jogging around Central Park. Yes, beautiful and, place to run around. Yes, and so I thought, you know what, New York, one of the most popular destinations for Irish visitors. Uh, why not cover that? Because you were a former abode. Indeed, lived there for 11 years. You were in school with Yasmin Bleeth in New York? I was in school. Yes. You were there to witness the birth of hip-hop. I was... Hi, my God, that's amazing. You know, it, I pay attention when you tell me things. I am an accidental eyewitness to <laughs> some <laughs> history, cultural history. In that, like, I was there, so I lived there What's as a child. What's happening there at the Bastille? <laughs> Not quite that old, but old enough. I yes, the hip hop one is an interesting one. So I lived, I moved to New York uh, as a, ch- so I was very young in the late seventies, and we would go and my friends and I would go and play, you know, baseball or whatever in the in the in the basketball courts of Spanish Harlem, which is not far from where I lived, and. Um, and like I remember, like of the occasional Saturday in the in the in the springtime. The basketball court would be taken up with like trestle tables and people putting food out and then kids stacking big speakers on top of each other and setting out decks. And all I felt was just this unmitigated disappointment that I couldn't play football or baseball (laughs) or whatever it was, unbeknownst to me that I was witnessing the birth of like arguably the most important popular culture movement (laughs) of the last 50 years. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, listen, back to the city then. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... (sighs) The thing about New York and I, anybody, whether it's your first time or your thousand time, it's one of the few destinations on earth that can't disappoint for mm. two reasons. One, because it's just remarkable in and of itself. It, it's everything you think it's going to be and a thousand times more. And second of all, because there's so much of it that like you can get bored with one aspect of New York, but then know that there are 74,000 others that you have yet to uncover. And that's what makes New York such a special destination. Yeah, uh, that was my fear going to New York was, and I, I should say, I was there for less than 24 hours. So I don't, I don't really count. Taster, though. Yeah, but we're going back in October. Okay. Um, myself and my wife are going back and... We cannot wait to go. And and that was my fear going, is that I built it up so much in my head. This great city, one of the world's great cities that I'd never been to. Um, and that it was it's never going to live up to expectations. But it's tr- like the cliches about it, you know, you're reminded that how something becomes a cliche in the first place is because people keep repeating the truth so mm. often. And like there is they, you do the energy is palpable in the air. It is like kind of dirty and it's gritty, yeah. but you don't care. It's it is an astounding city. It's a city I that, and I mean, it's a city in part is is popular media are hugely responsible because you've seen it on TV and on the big screen all of our lives. So even if you've never been, you have a cl- pretty clear picture of what New York looks like and what it sounds like, what it feels like. And all of those things turn out to be true. So that energy, it's a city that if you live in, you become neurotic. It's a city, it's, not, it's a difficult city to live in because one, it's unbelievably expensive. Um, second of all is that because the demands on everybody who lives there are so intense that everyone's going at a thousand miles an hour everybody's working really really hard and um, so as a result it's got this frenetic energy 
and, and, and leads to like things like the city that never sleeps. One of the things that isn't true is that New York isn't friendly. And, and I don't mean this is that like it's got small town friendliness. Ah, come in and sit down and mm. have a chat. But it's, I remember uh, Roseanne Barr saying this about uh, New York about 30 years ago. She goes, I used to think it wasn't unfriendly, but what I was, what I realized it was people from Iowa moving to New York thinking that New York wasn't friendly and being unfriendly. <laughs> New Yorkers are actually, like Irish people, they can be gruff, but are actually quite warm and yeah. gregarious. And, and, you know, so long as you're not in their way. I think, but yeah. it is, it's quite it, it's strangely welcoming city. It's the, it's the only place I've ever lived in where regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your religion, regardless of your language, the way you dress, the way you looked, you, you could lay claim to being a New Yorker. And that was it. So long as you lived there, you paid your taxes there and you worked there, you were a New Yorker just like everybody else. So the challenge here now is... How to uh, start. How to start. Yeah. Where do we start? What do we talk about? Okay. So if you want to start with the major sites, it's... You want to start in Midtown and you want to work your way up north. So you want to go to the Empire State Building, Times Square. You want to walk up Broadway. You want to go to Top of the Rock. So Rockefeller Center um, until the uh, the uh, opening of the observatory, the big tower that replaced the trade buildings down in the south. Mm. The best way to see the New York skyline was not at the top of the Empire State Building, was to go to Top of the Rock because you get to see the New York skyline including the Empire State Building. Yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, so it's great. So um, if you keep kind of going up, and I know you jogged, I, I, I think the fact that you're a runner is an amazing way to introduce yourself to the geography and landscape of New York. Mm. Um, so if you go up to Central Park, so you've got the culturally rich neighbourhoods of both east and west of Central Park. Yeah. So so the, the east side has got the fabulous museums, like it's got the Met, it's got the Guggenheim. Yeah, that looks incredible. It's, it, I and it is. It. It's so beautiful. And, and it's got like Pablo Picasso's A Woman Ironing, which is my favourite painting ever, before you had to pay into, the, and it's like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something. Yeah. It's like you could get into it for free. So I used to go up and just have a look at this glorious painting. Um, the Frick Collection. These are the great, great museums of New York City. On the um, opposite side of the park, you've got Lincoln Center. You've got the Natural History Museum, which is the best natural history museum to my mind, in the world. Mm. Yeah, it's got the big giant, the blue whale. It's got the huge dinosaur. It's got like hundreds of rooms. It's, it's, it's really wonderful. Downtown. So if you're going from Times Square, you're going downtown, you're going to go past kind of art galleries in Chelsea. West of Chelsea, you've got the meatpacking district, which is all kind of cool and hip bars yeah. and beautiful people. But you've got the High Line. So the High Line is that the L track, so the elevated subway track that when I lived in New York, was just like run down and kind of just overgrown and nothing. And then in the last 15 years, they've converted into one of the great pedestrianized public uh, offerings there is in the city. And yeah. it's like miles long and you can walk from 34th Street right down to, I guess, near enough to the to to, to the Lower West Side. Um then you've got you've got uh, you've got the new Whitney Museum or the Whitney Museum has moved there. You've got the West Village just below that, which is Greenwich Village and the West Village, which is the traditional uh, big LGBTQ community living in the West Village. Also, unbelievably beautiful brownstones. Um, on the other side, you've got the East Village. Like I'm literally like peppering through the neighborhoods oh, of Manhattan amazing, here. Yeah. And you've got the East Village, which for the longest time was seedy and and cheap rents, and you could 
you know, lived there for next to nothing. Now it's one of the most expensive places on the <laughs> island to rent. Um, it's got lots of great bars, etc. And then further downtown, you've got Soho, you've got the Lower East Side, and then you go to Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan is at the very tip of the island, and there you've got Battery Park, you've got the absolutely breathtaking 9-11 memorial. Oh, the amount of people who told me to, about the memorial and the museum, the museum which is, is apparently yeah. amazing. The museum is amazing. And and again, so what are we now? 22 years this year after 9-11. And all of the debates and quite fractious at times is how do you commemorate the event? I think they've done a, a remarkable job. I don't know any New Yorkers both bred and imported who think otherwise. And so you have the the memorial, which is, so the shadow of the two towers is now this kind of like pool memorial with the names of all those who were killed in, in, in stone around it. And it really is an arresting thing. The museum is spectacular, like absolutely really, really well done. And then you've also got the, the big one observation, what's it called? One... Uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. Sorry, One World Observatory, yeah. which is now, the, like was last week we did Dubai, we talked about the biggest building in... in the Burj in the Burj The Burj Khalifa. Well, this is just slightly smaller than that. And again, so once you go to the top of that, you get this spectacular view mm. of the city looking northwards. Um, from there, okay, so that's your, that's your basic quick geography of Manhattan. From... From Battery Park, you get the ferries. And, and I think this is like a must-do. There are a couple of must-dos in New York. One of them is get the Staten Island Ferry, which costs like two bucks. Yeah. Okay, so it brings you across. So it brings you to Staten Island, then you just... And then either, like, I, Staten Island's fine. It's a residential borough. Or just come back. But you get to go right into New York Harbor. You go by the Statue of Liberty. Yes. And Ellis Island. The second thing you absolutely should do is go to the Statue of Liberty and particularly go to the museum at Ellis Island. Really? Yeah, yeah. So Ellis Island, which only stopped processing immigrants in the 1954, I think, was yeah. when it last, with the last people went through. So from the 1880s onwards, every Irish immigrant to New York went through Ellis Island. Like if you have, if you know that you have family that went through, you can find records of their arrival. And, and, I mean, it's it's obviously germane to us Irish because so many of us yeah. emigrated. But but it's it's just beautiful to see the museum. What 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 immigration is in the sense of like the, and these incredibly told stories of people from all over, from Sweden and Germany and Italy and Poland and and China. Well, maybe not China because they would have come via San Francisco, way. but from all over the world, and and as they as they funnel into the into a new world through this small island, uh, it really is is an, it's an amazing museum. The other thing you absolutely should do is walk the Brooklyn Bridge. Really? Yeah. yeah Just go yeah, over yeah. and back. Yeah, go over and back, or go walk across to Brooklyn, and then. You know, and, you know, you can spend time in Brooklyn. But just the walk on the Brooklyn Bridge is one of the great New York things. I've named a bunch of things that will not cost you a huge amount of money at yeah. all. Oh, sounds great. Like, is there an argument that you do a kind of a tour? Are there these yeah. tours you can do? Yes, absolutely. So, look, if you have a limited amount of time in New York, is to make any kind of sense of it. Because, look, 
everything I've just said, all of the top tier attractions, the Empire State Building, you know, Broadway, etc. These are all wonderful. You went to Times Square, didn't you? Yeah, I walked down to, so like I said, I was only there for a limited amount of time and I was working for a good chunk of it. So I, I got to go for a run around Central Park, worked, and then I had a couple of hours before I had to get the flight home. So I kind of walked from, we were in Fitzpatrick's Manhattan Hotel, so kind of walked down Lexington, across towards Times Square, and then back up towards Central Park to kind of Trump Tower and then across back to Fitzpatrick. I, so it's, before it's a I get very, into, very, very tiny part of the But before I get into the tours, you you hit on something. Did you, didn't you find that it's an eminently walkable city? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So easy to get around. So, and like surprisingly compact. So now, I'm sure if I walk from... If I walk from Malcolm X Boulevard down to Battersea Park, right. I've done that. that. that yeah, but it'd be a bit of a trek. It's now. 120, no, it's more. It's about 150 blocks. Yeah, so it's, yeah. A good, it's a good walk. But I mean, you can get, you, there was no point where I kind of thought, oh, should I, I might jump in a subway here and so skip some of this. The thing, so the grid system in New York, so on, be, on, until you go past, say, Houston Street, okay, so it's all like obviously numbered, and you you got the grid, so mm. uh, east of Fifth Avenue, west of Fifth Avenue, and you've got the numbers going up. So it's a really easy, easy way to make sense of it. But the thing, so the two things about it is, one is, is that each block is 100, 110 yards long. Mm. So you can, if you're walking, say, from 25th to 70th Street, you're taking off, you, you feel like you're making progress. Then the second thing to bear in mind is every block is something to look at. You're yeah. like, oh, look at that, or yeah. look at this, or oh my God, that's, and so in a sense, <laughs> You can walk miles in New York without even realising you're walking miles. You mentioned tours and that's, if you've a limited amount of time and you want a bit of expert knowledge, look, there's a gazillion of them, but the, the couple that I would recommend is Foods of New York, which is the official food tours of NYC and Company, which is their tourist board. So they do these three-hour food tours, like all themed differently, everything from Soul Food of Harlem to, and I'm going to mention, Pizza in Brooklyn. And so you can eat your way around the different neighborhoods. And, and it's a great way of getting mm-hmm. to grips with the gastronomy of the city. Big Onion Walking Tours. So they've won lots of awards. They've got 30 odd tours and they do ones of historic Harlem. They'll do the story of the Brooklyn Bridge. So it's construction. They'll do, there's a Gangs of New York theme tour. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, okay. yeah. See, I knew you'd like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do one of Chelsea and the High Line. Lots of different theme tours. There's even a tour of, if you've no interest in going to a Broadway show, there's a great tour that takes you to a Broadway theatre and shows you how the theatre works. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, honestly, unless it's Hamilton or, I don't know, me, ugh, I, I've never been that much of a Broadway show person, but I loved this tour. How the, how, like they show you how the screens work and yeah. you get in behind. So all of that kind of stuff is really, really good. Um, I was going to, is there any point in talking about places to eat? Because there's just so many <sighs> options. I had a 99 cent <sighs> pizza. On Lexington. Okay, it's okay. Great. So pizza. So but, uh, three bucks I paid though because I went for two slices and a can of soda. It's a great episode of, of the US office where Michael Scott goes to New York and he's in Times Square and he's like, Sbarro, the best pizza in the world, <laughs> which is like the McDonald's of pizza. <laughs> but, so pizza is the best. New Yorkers will tell you that the best pizza is either raised downtown in Little Italy, yeah. but really most New Yorkers will go, you got to go out to Brooklyn. So Defara Pizza um, in Midwood in Brooklyn. 
Totonos, which is on Coney Island. Oh, here's another great one. Oh, yeah? Go out to Coney Island. Yeah, really? Yeah, Coney Island's brilliant. Yeah, it's funny. My uncle told me to do that and he said, like, it was the movie thing. He was yeah. just like, there's just so much. Uh, he, he had seen so many things set there. He just had to go out and see it. Coney Island is, and it's the old school. So imagine like an amusement park built in the 1930s yeah. with all the big kind of old wooden roller coasters and, you know, the and, and all of that. And then just beyond it is Brighton Beach. So you can walk Coney Island and Brighton Beach is the Russian enclave of Brooklyn oh yeah and then you can go and drink like and you know get samovars and, re- and really good Russian food um, so and then so I mentioned Totono so Totono is a classic family owned Coney Island pizzeria and then in Brooklyn Heights which is just over the Brooklyn Bridge Grimaldi's it's called they're to me I think the best pizzeria pizzas in New York uh, where to stay oh where to stay where to stay um can I, before we talk where to stay, can I also, I just remember my other highlight is I'm a big jazz fan. Um, so in Queens, in Astoria, it's actually, no, it's 100, I think it's Corona Plaza, Louis Armstrong's house. Oh, right. Okay. And that's worth going to. Yeah. Great. Okay. Amazing. His okay. actual house, which is so modest, given that he's like, like arguably, if not in the top five most famous musicians of the 20th century, like, you know, he's a god of, of American music. He lived in this really kind of modest house in Queens. Yeah. And they've preserved the way he and his wife uh, lived in it. And it's 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 now this really, really super museum. Okay, cool. Um, where to stay? Um, oh, my God. So, <sighs> Midtown is an obvious place to stay, but you'll pay a premium. Yeah. Um, and I know that. Look, you st- you, st- you mentioned you stayed in Fitzpatrick's. We stayed in the Fitzpatrick's. Them, like, I know they've two. We're actually going back to the Fitzpatrick's in Manhattan. Like, look at John. Like they, great. there are two hotels that are both terrific. Yeah, like they're old school New York hotels, but with very modern rooms. I'm a big fan of the Beacon Hotel up on the Upper West Side, so around 90th Street and Broadway. It's in the kind of Jerry Seinfeld neighborhood. Yeah, okay. But it's near the subways. It's near Central Park. Otherwise, if you're staying over in Queens, you're, like, look, getting bang for your buck is really, really hard in New York because you're talking like 200 bucks a night plus yeah. tax plus whatever. Queens, you're going to get, particularly, it's just a short subway ride into Manhattan if you want to go. Like, if, if budget is your concern, I would say definitely stay out of Manhattan. Um, otherwise, like, you want to stay close to the action it's hard to pick. It's hard to say you won't be close to the action no matter where you stay. Yeah, true. So, um, and are we done? Is that it? Well, no, go on. Is there something else you wanted to mention? No, I, there's, there's just, so much you want to mention. You see. Yeah, I wanted to mention also in Queens is the Museum of the Moving Image. We talked at the beginning about New York being kind of represented yeah. visually. So this is one of the best TV, movie and video museums I've like. It's got 130 odd thousand artifacts. So it's everything from Elizabeth Taylor's wig from the Cleopatra movie. Yeah. Um, it's got like vintage arcade games. It's got interactive displays. It's, it's, oh yeah, here's one, right? Here's, how about this for, you can do this, okay? okay. You can get, have a, have a go at film editing, okay? Okay. No, no, but you're not just going to f- edit any old film. You're going to edit or redub the We're Not in Kansas Anymore bit from oh, uh, brilliant. from the Wizard That'd of Oz. That'd be good crack. There you go. Yeah. So, that's what I mean. And and so New York has these surprises. It has a hundred thousand surprises where all of a sudden you're walking around the museum, oh I remember that or I remember oh my God, you can get to redub the word Oh Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> and you can redub it. Fion. It's like I was back there. There you go. Amazing. It's, listen, it's 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 a city that excites me. It's a city that even just talking about it just 
like listen obviously I have a gazillion memories of it yeah whether it's it's uh, yeah it's being in class with Yasmin Bleeth or <laughs> stumbling on the birth of hip hop in 1978 79 Fiona Davenport pleasure as always and we'll talk to you again next week Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder brought to you by Emirates taking you to tropical paradise with twice daily flights from Dublin to Dubai and beyond visit emirates.com